Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This edition of How to Be a CEO is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharmadine Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. ES Audio. Putting pocket money in the piggy bank is as traditional as the tooth fairy slipping some of it under the pillow at night. But in a cashless society, how do kids get their rewards? When I looked at what I was doing back in 2012, I was using my card and I was going to the ATM and getting money out and contactless had just arrived in the UK. Louise Hill is the founder of Go Henry and its chief operating officer, the prepaid debit card for kids starting at six years old. Well, they've got to learn sometime, right? For me, there was a clear path that we were going down and we'd left our kids behind. And if we didn't teach them to use money the way we were using money, then we were going to be bringing up a, a generation of kids who were disadvantaged. Joe Henry's gone from an idea written out in a London restaurant to a company with more than 2 million users in the UK and US. It's now entering the French market with the acquisition of PixPay. I'm David Marsden from The Evening Standard, and this is How to Be a CEO. Louise, Go Henry's been around for I think about a decade now. What? Why did you create this in the first place? Why did you think? Do you know what kids need is a bank card? My own kids. So uh, my kids were lucky enough to have been given iPods for Christmas or birthdays, and um, I, I always say very stupidly, I'd given them the login to my iTunes account. And they were having a great time downloading music without a care in the world and certainly without any concept that they were spending money. And I was trying to figure out as a parent, how do I, how do I teach them that that is spending money and that every time they click that button, they're, they're spending money um, that they haven't got and, and it was costing me. So I started off printing out the invoices that iTunes used to send you uh, for every tune that you downloaded and sticking them on the fridge. And then on a Saturday, when the two of them were stood in front of me with their hands out, expecting their pocket money, we would have this dreadful conversation about, you know, well, normally I'd give you £5, but actually you spent whatever it was, £4.20 on, on music this week, so you're only going to get 80 pence. And, you know, I'd have this sad little face in front of me. And, and um, the phrase I've used in the past is, mum was the bad guy again. And it was talking to other parents. So I, I sort of joked about that with other parents to see if they'd got um, a way of, of solving this problem. And all the stories started to come out 
about children who'd run up great big bills on their game stations or, or, or gaming, gaming platforms. One little boy, his mother had been looking out of the living room window and had seen a flatbed truck draw up outside with a car on it and uh, an old car on it, which her son had bought on eBay. He thought it was a model. It's a true story. It's a true story. Uh, one, one of the uh, parents who was, whose kids were at the same school as my two. And, you know, that kind of made me think, well, we're all having this same problem. Surely there is something out there that helps parents deal with this. And, and that's where the conversation started. I and, and two other parents started to meet every Thursday evening um, for a, a curry at our local curry house down here on the south coast in Lymington and um, try to see whether actually we'd found a gap in the market. And, and if we had done, could we find a way to build something that would solve this problem and, and could we build it into a viable business? And, uh, you know, ultimately Go Henry was born. Yeah, I think I think after ten years you can call yourself a viable business now, can't you? <laughs> I hope so. I think that's worked out. What I think is particularly forward thinking though is that, you know, ten years ago children would would still be getting their pocket money as, as like a five pound note or with change. But we have moved into a cashless society. We had the pandemic, which meant that the cashless transactions were being encouraged. Kids, like you said, are, are buying things, are downloading things on, on games consoles and iTunes and that kind of stuff. Were you kind of looking to the future and, and seeing at some point pocket money itself is going to be uh, handing cash over is going to be outdated? Children are going to have to use cards. I think... For me at the time, it was already apparent that we needed some way to catch up for our kids because we had already left them behind. When I looked at what I was doing back in 2012, I was using my card and I was going to the ATM and getting money out and contactless had just arrived in the UK. And I think at the, at the point where we launched, um, Tesco's, McDonald's and WH Smith were the only people who'd rolled out contactless technology to their um, to their point of sale terminal so you know contactless was pretty new but it was evident that people were shopping online and you know that is the way the world was going to go you're, you're absolutely right during the pandemic it um, it accelerated hugely and I think that was largely people being stuck at home and having to shop online and I think parents saw their kids using money and needing to have access to digital money at that point in time and, and that certainly helped accelerate our growth um we, we actually doubled our more than doubled our turnover during the pandemic to um to 42 million dollars a year you know i'm very mindful an awful lot of businesses were not as lucky during the pandemic but it, it did help us but i think no that, that for me there was a clear path that we were going down and we'd left our kids behind and if we didn't teach them to use money the way we were using money, then we were going to be bringing up a, a generation of kids who were disadvantaged. And, and you know, as a mum, as a parent, I didn't want that to happen. As a parent sitting in a curry house, though, going, you know, this is a good <laughs> idea. I mean, that's quite a challenge, isn't it? I mean, you, you're creating your own credit card. You're effectively, I guess, creating your, your, your own bank. There's a lot of technology involved. Did you, at what point during this process did you go, how do we do this? <laughs> there were uh, there have been many times over the past 10 years where I've gone, how do we do this? Um, 
Yes, but... You know, my background, I, I usually say to people, I've been, I was in e-com when it used to be called home shopping. So I, I actually started in retail, but um, then very swiftly moved across to what was home shopping. And as the internet started to roll out, was starting to turn into e-com and, and was, was lucky enough to be involved with a, a lot of the very first e-com brands and always on the operational side. So, um, you know, I've, I've run the contact centres, the websites, the, um, the warehouses, the ship, ship pick, pack and dispatch shipment element logistics of e-com businesses for 20, 25 years before I started Go Henry. So I sound like I'm blowing my own trumpet, but I know how to stitch together a supply chain and I know how to set up processes and procedures and, and build something. You know, that, that element, I think, was important. And then um, the other founders, we had one particularly strong from a marketing perspective and the other one from really big tech infrastructure background. And, and so, in a way, between us, we had the skills that we needed. We obviously needed to go out and make the connections with the right banking partners. And um, the way that happened, somebody we knew happened to know the head of R&D at Visa, um, in, who was based in London at the time, and managed to get us a meeting. I can imagine, yeah, I can expect that would be quite a crucial step forward, being yeah, able to partner up with someone like Visa. Was. Yeah, um, and, and the, the thing about that is that I would expect that when you're trying to, to market something like Go Henry, the, the, there's a a trust element, isn't there, in, in trying to get parents to look at this and use it. Was that difficult for you? Did having partnerships with places like Visa help you do that at all? Undoubtedly, having the brand name of Visa on the cards um, and on our website, undoubtedly that helped because um, I think anybody in the UK, probably worldwide, you know, if it's got Visa on it, 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 uh, it must have gone through the correct protocols but you know it, it, it was it was wider than that we were a pioneer in the category we were the first uh, people to launch a card for kids with, with let alone with parental controls and when you're the new kid on the block and nobody's heard of you you have to work really hard to build a customer base that trusts you and um, so first of all we were first in market and I think that meant we had to explain both what we were and why people needed us. You know, we didn't have the luxury of saying, well, we're like these guys, but we're better. We had to say what we were and, and why it was a good idea. So getting that across in the nanosecond you have of somebody's attention was a tough ask. And, and we tried all kinds of things. You know, we, we to find the right route to reach potential customers. We tried local radio we tried family-based events, we tried partnerships with schools, we tried digital marketing, all sorts of ideas, leafleting in, in the local area to try and figure out what would work best. And some of those worked really well. And we obviously, we carried on with those and refined them and some of them were awful. So we stopped. Um, I, I mean, I'll give you an example, family-based events. I, I thought this might be a really good idea, you know, go where families are with their kids. Yeah, just like setting up a stall and that kind of thing. And yeah, okay. It was absolutely setting up a stall, and and 
um, standing there for hours and hours and hours. Mm -hmm. And as anybody who's run a stand at any sort of exhibition or event knows, it's a lot of work and it's really tiring. And you know what? When parents are at events with their kids, they're focused on the event and their kids. They don't want peripheral ideas coming in. So that really didn't work. I could have saved myself a lot of aching backs and tired feet. But um, some of the others worked really, really well. And we've carried on with those. You know, at that point in time, we definitely couldn't afford TV. We can now and, and do use TV as a key route to find customers. But actually, in the early days and now, customer advocacy has always been one of our biggest drivers. So we get a large number of customers through word of mouth. And we know one of the most important things we can do is talk to our customers, get feedback, listen to our customers, adapt the product to suit their needs, because that's the way we can be sure to stay relevant and, and providing a service that, that parents want to use, kids want to use, importantly, and that we build that trust. Yeah, I mean, word of mouth is always important to, to lots of businesses. It can take a while to get that word around itself though was that your experience or did you find that people were, were were kind of effectively acting as your ambassadors and doing it rather efficiently um it did take a little while to get it going but only in terms of scaling it because you know it, it's it's maths at the end of the day if you've got a hundred customers um they can only generate so much word of mouth if you've got a million customers the number's a lot bigger. Yeah, it took a little while to scale, but then, you know, we had to go through our growth curve. When you look at it percentage-wise, it's always been a, a, one of our strongest um, routes to new customers. Let's go to the ads now. And while they're on, why not hit your follow button on your podcast provider? A little rate and review would be nice too. Financial habits start to form and solidify at the age of seven. Seven? Seven. Yeah, and, and that's through children soaking up what they see in the home, what they see happening around them. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. What I like about the, the Go Henry app 
itself is that it's not just a, a way for depositing pocket money to your kids. There are there are lessons on there as well. There's games effectively that teaches children about yeah. what money is for a start, going all the way back to the, the Stone Age, I think it does. <laughs> it does. little missions that you get, but also yeah. how to invest. I mean, are, are you looking ahead to, are you kind of trying to teach children how to invest or even how to, how to be an entrepreneur? We want to teach them all of that, yes. You know, it, financial literacy, being confident with money, is, it's a life skill. And if you go all the way back to why I said we founded it in the first place, it was because we realised kids were being left behind and couldn't use money the way that adults were starting to use money. We need to bring kids up and, and educate them, teach them, give them the skills that they need to, to operate in the adult world. If you think for a moment about how quickly financial services and banking is changing for adults... Um, it's even more important that we give our kids these skills as they grow up. There's um, something I, I often kind of go back to. There's a fantastic study that was done by Cambridge University. It's quite some time ago now. But it showed that financial habits start to form and solidify at the age of seven. Seven? Seven, yeah. And, and that's through... Children soaking up what they see in the home, what they see happening around them, and all the vibes in the home about is money a problem? Is money something that makes people anxious? Is money something that is an enabler, that empowers things? That's why we start at, the, at age six. It's to get in there, to give parents the tools to be able to start teaching their kids about money in a way that is age appropriate. So, you know, what we're, what we're talking about for a six-year-old is very different to what we're talking about for a 16-year-old. You know, you can, there's a massive <laughs> um, difference in what those two age groups needs and how they digest information, how they use the service. So we bespoke the service to the age and stage of the child and then we also allow the parent to set the controls and use the service in a way that makes sense for them and their set of beliefs and, and their specific child. And I think that's really important. But what we've now um, incorporated into the app as well is money missions, which, as you rightly say, are little little lessons. They're, they're designed in a way that children enjoy accessing them. It's the way kids learn today with so many things. It's the way they're used to playing and learning. And so they're, they're little quizlets, they're little videos, um, little tasks they can earn points and badges and certificates and they work their way through this huge number of topics. It covers all of the UK curriculum requirements in the US, the US curriculum requirements, so, so what a child should know at different ages and stages and, um, and actually also the World Health Organisation because they actually have some um, parameters that they, they feel are important for children to know at um, different ages. And Go Henry is involved in international expansion. You've set up in the US already. You've bought Pixpay in France as well. What I'm interested in, though, is is the culture of money different? Do you have to do different things in France? Do you have to do things differently in the US as well? Is it the same age groups that you're looking at? What changes? Um, there are changes. Every country you look at, there are slight 
slight changes, well, sometimes larger changes. Um, one of the things that with, with the PixPay brand, which operates across France and Spain, their feeling when they launched, which was, was two years ago, was that the French culture around money was more conservative. So they actually start from age 10. Um, so they're from 10 to 18, whereas in the UK and the US, we operate from age 6 to 18. So that's been one of many, many, many interesting discussions that the two of us, the two companies have had whilst we've been bringing ourselves together and, and finalising this, this acquisition is, is, you know, is that right? Or is that an opportunity to test younger age groups in France um, and see what happens? You know, there are many, many other examples like that. But yeah, there, there are cultural nuances I mean, there have been whole books written on uh, what, what's the uh, expression they use about the UK and the US, two countries divided by the same language. You know, it's not just, you can't just launch Go Henry UK in the US. You absolutely have to localise it. And that doesn't simply mean changing S's for Z's and, and uh, pavement for sidewalk. You did launch GoHenry in the US under the GoHenry brand, but in, mm-hmm. in Europe, you've bought this PixPay. Why do that? Why not just just barge your way in? Go, okay, you've been here for a couple of years. What was the advantage to purchasing a, a company over there? And why not do that in the US? Um, in the US, uh, at the time we launched, there was nothing there that uh, had any kind of presence in the same space as us. So there, there almost there wasn't an acquisition target. So we we did it ourselves. It's been interesting watching the the market accelerate and this space in the market accelerate over the past, particularly over the past, um, I would say, four years, three, four years. And, you know, now there, there are competitors in many countries. In the case of Europe, um, Europe had been something we'd been working towards for quite some time. And we, as you, I guess you would expect any business to do, we looked at doing it ourselves or um, and at the same time, whether there were um, acquisition targets that, that it might make sense to partner with. And um, we, we ran a buy or build project for about six months prior to um, making a decision. But when we spoke to the team at PixPay and the opportunity came up, you know, one, one of the things we have the strength in in the UK and the US PixPay is the leader in team banking in France and Spain. They've got a really strong, recognisable brand. And probably even more importantly, the, the leadership team there, the, the three founders, um, their vision and, and their values and their ambitions are very much aligned with ours. So um, it was uh, serendipity, really. We, we started talking and, and um, managed to work out a process to, to bring them into the group. We're really happy. We're really uh, excited about uh, the opportunities that that opens up for us, um, you know, to to help them scale even faster than they had been planning to and and to grow our presence across Europe. You said that uh, financial acumen begins at seven. How was yours at seven, Louise? When when did you learn to become an investment wizard? (laughs) I'm not sure whether I would call myself an investment wizard, but um, I think my, you know, my parents always gave, um, I'm I'm one of three, my parents always gave us pocket money um, and they always let us choose how we spent it and make our own mistakes. 
or positive uh, decisions as well. And I think that set a good foundation for me. But uh, no, I think I've probably learned the same way as most people. There certainly wasn't financial education in my schooling. There certainly weren't any apps like Go Henry around when, when I grew up. That was Louise Hill from Go Henry. For the best business news analysis and interviews, go to standard.co.uk or pick up the Evening Standard newspaper. Episodes of How to Be a CEO drop every Monday morning. We'd love to see you again. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.